I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Welcome to Very Unreasonable Things. We are back this week with another episode. I'm Billy Bone, and with me is Daniel Sanders. Hello, everyone. It's me, Daniel Sanders. <laughs> hey, so this week we won't have Josh with us. He will be back for the following episode. Uh, like we mentioned in the previous episode, he wasn't able to make it for these two, but he will be back. So this week we're going to be covering two movies. We're doing a versus episode. The 50s gave rise to the creature features, which regularly featured creatures mutated by the atomic age or by man meddling with science. Movies included The Creature from the Black Lagoon, It Came from Beneath the Sea, The Deadly Manus, and the two movies that we're going to be talking about today, Them and Tarantula. Oh yeah, Big Bugs. Big bugs indeed. So two completely different movies though. Yeah, they really are. It was it was surprising how different they were. Um, you know, obviously we you know, were I think we were both born in eighties, right? I'm trying to remember now all of a sudden. Yeah, you were born in eighty, I was born in eighty five. Thank you for more reminding me when I was born. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously these are not movies that we that were, you know, popular when we were kids, right? These aren't movies we grew... We could have grew up with them, but they're not movies that came out during our childhood. Like, the yeah, Friday the 13th. They were classics whenever we were born. Exactly. You know, getting into, like, our history with the movies, it's probably not going to be very much. And, like, in my case, I mean, I just saw these movies, but I remember reading about them when I was younger in school. Like, we've talked about in previous episodes, just some of the schools I went to had books that covered, like, the Universal Monsters and then like the golden age of cinema, the sci-fi movies, things like the blob and stuff like that. So I knew about them, but I'd never seen them. And, you know, the great thing about the podcast is it gives us a reason to watch movies that maybe we haven't seen or we want to see, but for whatever reason, we just don't get around to it. Yeah, definitely. She doesn't really listen. So she may not ever hear me say this, but my wife isn't, she wasn't a big fan of like watching black and white movies. Now I was excited. Like, this is going to be great. She, Likes her movies more up to date. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of people are like that. It's just strange. Like a lot of the people these days, it's like black and white. It's just they feel like it's too far back. Like then they won't be able to relate to it at all. And you you can whenever you watch these older movies, you definitely see that uh, that era change you know like you can't relate to it at all almost you know the basics are still there but for the most part all the filler you really can't relate to a lot a lot of people they don't really like the black and white they see that it turns them off immediately but that's why i liked the idea whenever uh, you brought it up talking about doing some older pictures you know some of the older monster flicks you know and uh and yeah so i, I did i was in uh excited about checking it out because I haven't seen maybe five black and white movies before this, you know, the classics, Yeah. but 
So I was excited to check this one out. And and you said the history for it. This is the first time I've ever watched them either, you know, for this podcast, you know, do a little something different. And uh, yeah, man, I enjoyed them. Yeah, definitely. And I guess before we get into the plots, and once again, without Josh being here, we're, we're not doing the clever, funny plot synopsis because... Yeah, that's Josh's thing. That's Josh's thing, and quite honestly, we wouldn't do it as good. So we're not going to try. We're not going to embarrass ourselves. Yeah, we wouldn't do it justice. Yeah. I guess a little background. We'll start with Them. So Them was made, released in 1954. The director was Gordon Douglas. The box office was $2.2 million. Notably, one of the actors from this movie was James Arnes, who played Robert Graham, the FBI agent, yeah. who would later go on after having John Wayne recommend him. And I think it was, might have been this movie that John Wayne watched, but recommended him for the role of Mash- Marshall Matt Dillon in Gunsmoke, a role that he played for over 20 years. Yep. And this dude was six foot seven. Yeah, that's tall. Which we're going to get into that a little bit later. Because after I saw this, after I saw this fact, I'm like, hmm, this explains some things in the movie. But we'll get into it. Tarantula was released in 1955. So one year later. The director was Jack Arnold. The box office was $1.1 million. The actors, I don't think there was anybody just like a real note in there. I may be wrong. I didn't dig too deeply into it, but the director of Tarantula was also the director of The Creature from the Black Lagoon and The Incredible Shrinking Man. So, And uh, it came from outer space. Yeah, so a couple of classics like under this guy's belt. So a very capable yeah. director. Especially with uh, weird sci-fi shit like this. Mm-hmm. So the way we've divided this up is I'm going to do a plot. I'm going to do the plot of them. And then Daniel's going to do the plot of Tarantula. And then we'll get into the movies. Sound good? Sounds good. So here we go. Them with an exclamation point. It's important. You can't just say them. You got to be like, them! Yeah, you have to scream them several times. Yeah. Them, them, them! By direction of the President of the United States... Stay in your homes, I repeat. Stay in your homes. Your personal safety, the safety of the entire city, depends upon your full cooperation with the military authorities. Yes, cities, nations, even civilization itself, threatened with annihilation because in one moment of history-making violence, nature, mad, rampant, wrought its most awesome creation. For born in that swirling inferno of radioactive dust were things so horrible so terrifying, so hideous. There is no word to describe them. Giant ants are discovered in New Mexico. After a joint operation with local police, FBI, and the military, the nest is destroyed. But not before two queens escape. The queens establish new nest, one of which is quickly found and destroyed aboard a ship. After some Detective work, questioning, and searching. The last nest is found to be in L.A. It's in the spillways and the storm drains. With another joint operation, the nest is destroyed, and the audience is left to wonder what horrors have been unleashed by the atomic age. Many horrors. I'm really glad that none of these big 
you know, growing insects ever made the news to freak the public out, but we know they were out there. Well, they had to have been. You saw the uproar in in the movie cinema situation where they every bug in existence was <laughs> enlarged right. in attacking humankind. Yeah, which right. brings us to our next movie, which is Tarantula. But what if circumstances were to magnify one of them in size and strength, took it out of its primitive world and turned it loose in ours? Then expect something that's fiercer, more cruel and deadly than anything that ever walked the earth. Even science was stunned. The new atomic miracle should have been mankind's greatest boon. Instead, when such power to cause phenomenal growth proved dangerously unstable, man was confronted with his most shocking blunder. It was based off of a science fiction theater called No Food for Thought. But it's basically about a scientist who's working on genetic growing in things. And he (laughs) accidentally, (laughs) when one of his uh, assistants gets infected and starts going mad, he releases a tarantula that he's been working on. And without being able to take care of it and control its growth, it gets huge and it starts terrorizing the town. But luckily for us, Dr. Matt Hastings is on the job. He's a pilot, <laughs> a doctor, and the town trusts them with their his with their lives. So we're in pretty good hands. So with him on the case, they figure out what's going on. He's able to fly all over and find out <coughs> and uncover clues. And he finally comes back with uh, a good solution for getting rid of this this problem. And that's where we get Tarantula. I won't say if it ends on a good note or a bad note, but you'll just have to stick around. All right, nice. Hey, man, speaking of giant bugs, like, what do you think would be the scariest giant bug? Out of a fucking ant and a tarantula? No, 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 just out of all of these, all these ones that we were talking about. Like, because, you know, that was the thing with, like, the, the creature features, right? It was, a lot of it was overgrown fucking whatever. Yeah. Like the scariest that would you make you shit your fucking pants would be like a fucking praying mantis. See, that's that what I was thinking too. Freaky, a giant. That's praying because they mantis? scare the shit out of us anyway. There's tiny. That or the fucking scorpion. A uh, scorpion would be fucking insane. Yeah, and there. I think there's a movie. I think it's the black scorpion, maybe. But yeah, I was yeah, thinking praying probably. mantis also, dude, with the fucking arms and shit. Oh yeah, those big ass pinchers. Yeah, fucked. No shit. Two different movies. You know, it's been a second since we did a Versus episode, I guess. Um, yeah. And we, we flip-flop on how we talk about them. Sometimes we talk about one movie, and then we talk about the other movie. Sometimes we compare them side by side. Uh, you know, and it's just, I guess it's however the conversation flows. Yeah, I mean, we're just winging it. Hell, I say we do that, too. Hell, we should start. <laughs> let's just start with them. Start bullshitting about them. Yeah, so I think, uh, like, just right off the jump, I like the title screen. Now, you know, one thing that the older movies did, and I think it was Star Wars that started the change, was they had the credits at the beginning of the movie. So before yeah. the movie even started, you had to sit through the credits, which is fine back yep. then because they weren't 15 fucking minutes long like they are now. Like, there's so many yeah. people that work on movies now. Even shitty movies, there's so many people involved. Yeah, you're looking at a lot of credits. But I like that. I like 
just the logo of them. I liked it when it popped up. Yeah, and and it's funny because see, they uh they also didn't include all those fucking people in those credits. It was your writer director who who's paying for it, who's making it, who's writing it, and who's acting the shit out, and who's yeah. doing the music. That's pretty much it. You know, they didn't go into best boy grip and shit. You know, like they were pretty made it pretty simple, so it wasn't bad to to uh to sit through. Love the title of them or the title screen. You know, the credits are the credits, I guess. Both movies took place in a desert, which I thought was interesting. Yep. And then the similarities kind of stop, right? Because with them, like right off the jump, they're responding to an ant attack. Yeah. But, them it starts off immediate. Like it, it's pretty, it starts off with a bang. Yeah. It's pretty a, quickly. And I feel like it's a tightly paced movie for the most part. Even yeah. when they're not doing like action stuff or, you know, you know, interacting with the ants, like there's, and maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't feel like there's a lot of ways. Like they're they're still moving the plot forward, and they're they're trying to figure out where to go, right? Um, but yeah, they're both in the desert. Them starts off like immediately with the ant attack, and then Tarantula starts off with old dude landing his plane, right? Yeah, fucking Doctor Matt Hastings or Hastings, it's like like you said, pilot doctor. I don't know if you noticed this, but when he went into town to his office. It's in a fucking hotel. Yeah, I mean, and that, it's funny because I, I watched it and tried to pay attention, but I put it in my notes and I was like, "Does this dude live in a fucking hotel?" Because well, it is. He's walking up to his his like the the fucking the front desk worker, and he's like, "Hey, do I have any calls?" But yeah, he his office is in a hotel. It's very odd. Well, I don't even know that he lives there. I feel like he flies in from out of town, but he's I mean, a, maybe so. But he's apparently he's a small town doctor. The yeah. way the sheriff talks to him. But yeah, he's flying in. Them starts immediately with the ant attack. You got the the two cops that run up on the uh the streamline trailer that's yeah, been blown out. Responding to the call and shit. Yeah. And they find the girl who's not speaking. Oh well, except for she can speak one word. Oh yeah. Them, them. <laughs> them. No, but she didn't say that until later, right? And when yeah, they, once they kind of snapped her out of it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but yeah, but you're right. And Tarantula starts with a little bit of a mystery because yeah, you see him flying and yada yada, what the fuck ever. But you also saw the guy wandering around, looking all fucked up, you know. And you're like, what the fuck is this dude? You know, you don't really know what's going on. It's a little bit of a mystery. Them is straightforward. Hey, let's get into this movie. And I like that type of shit. Keeps yeah, interested the whole time. I did, and and there's one movie like, and as we talk about it it's going to probably become very obvious very quickly which one I preferred because I preferred one movie over the other by a large margin. But I like, I like the start of them better. I just, you know, I like that it got right into the mix. Tarantula was almost like a different movie with a giant spider thrown in at the end. If that makes sense. Like the first part of the movie is literally them trying to figure out what's happening or what happened to this person that died. Yeah. And then the uh the lady shows up to be his assistant and she goes out there and you know he's trying to solve world hunger by growing giant vegetables or something I guess but except he's not growing giant vegetables he's growing giant fucking rats and rabbits and tarantulas killing machines. Yeah. Why a fucking tarantula? But yeah, but the tarantula doesn't come in play until like the last 30 minutes. Yeah, it really doesn't. It, 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 for the most of the movie, you're like, oh shit, that big ass spider got out. 
you know, let's, when is that coming up? Oh shit. And then they'll give you little peaks here and there. But like you said, it's the last little bit that he's actually wreaking havoc Yeah, there. But for them, like our fucking, they are right out the gate. And what's really interesting about them is the fact that they see these attacks. They look into it. They find out what's going on and then they have to go kill this nest and then it's still not even over. You know, they have all these different, d- different things they have to do because ants spread, you yeah. know, it's not just one thing. It's full. Like they, ha- if they don't stop this, it's the end of the world. They have to nip it in the bud while they can. So there's that feeling of excitement in your own edge of your seat for it to, to finish out. Yeah. With tarantula, you don't really get that as much. No, because it's one fucking spider that's, <laughs> it's big, but where's it going to fucking hide? Yeah, I know, right? Even if it wipes, yeah, even if it wipes out this one town at the rate it's growing, like there's nowhere for it to go. No. Yeah, and with them, like you get that scene where they go to the store, and and this is as much as I love the movie. It's like, why the fuck did you leave this cop behind? It's like, hey, you gotta stay at this store with this dead person. Yeah, that's obviously been ripped the fuck open in case whatever did it comes back, because your revolver is going to do more damage than this guy's fucking rifle that was bent in half. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, so you stay here. I'm going back to the uh, fucking precinct with this girl. And then we're like, like, oh, dude, he died. Yep. It's like, why the fuck did you not? I mean, you have the radio call for help. And the first person that gets there is like, hey, get this little girl to the station. We'll find out what's up. But he leaves the guy there. And it's just funny because, like you said, there's a bent in half rifle, but you're going to leave this fucking guy here. You don't know what did it. And it's like the sugar. Oh, what? <laughs> What's all this sugar spill? What could right. this be? It's like, hold on. Is it eating people or sugar? You know? <laughs> Apparently, though, it's killing people because it's attracted to the sugar. That's the story they go with. And it was, yeah, the guy's, the cop's name was Ed. Poor Ed. And one thing I liked about the ants, too, is the sound they made. Because you, yeah. you could almost believe it's like a sound that an ant really... And maybe it is a sound that ants make, and I just, you know... Maybe I need to put my ear closer to the ground and listen to them. But, like, when you see the tarantula in the movie later on, it's fucking roaring. Like it's a yeah. goddamn lion. Exactly. What? Yeah, the one thing that the tarantula had on them when it comes to the graphics of the actual thing is the fact that it was a couple of years later. So they are a year later or whatever it was. Yeah. And, uh, they kind of upped up the game a little bit and they pretty much just recorded a tarantula walking around and shit and then just blew it up and pasted it into the movie yeah. and where you actually were working with a real tarantula. Cause sometimes those, the, the animatronic ants, they look a little goofy. So that's yeah. the one thing that they had on them for your far away shots. But dude, I thought, the tarantula looked really good. I'm with you on that. Like when you yeah. see it just in different times and, and you're like, this is 1955 and I've seen movies made more recently, you know, within like the last 20 years that don't look that good. Now maybe black and white has a lot to do with it because supposedly if you watch like the mist in black and white, the CGI looks better. And so maybe that helps hide it. Yeah. Little, you know, the colors, but yeah, looking at that tarantula move across the, the scenery and the landscape and everything. Looked really good. Then you see these some of these other movies, and you're like, like I said, newer movies. And you're like, oh man, this looks like shit. Like, how did yeah. they do this in 1955, and you can't do this now? Yeah, seriously, it's crazy. It, so they got this shit figured out way back then, and you can't even get it right now. Yeah, 
I, another thing that kind of uh, stood out to me, like with the different characters, and we talked about Matt, you know, having his doctor's office in the hotel was like after. Oh, and the fucking clerk there, or the dude answering the phone. Do you remember the guy that would answer his calls for him? Josh. Is it Josh? Okay, I was it's just about Josh. to say Josh. Yeah, fucking Josh is nosy as hell. Oh, and hell he's yeah, he is. and he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are y'all letting this dude answer the phone? This guy's a yeah. dick. Oh man, he loves telling Doc that. Hey, man, I know you just got here, but you have to go somewhere else. It's like he gets off on it. Yeah. Well, and the same thing happens in them when uh, after Ed dies, they're there, and the uh, chief is talking to Ben, the other cop. And he's like, hey, Ben, get some sleep. And then immediately he's like, fuck that. Call the FBI, even though I just told you to get some sleep. Yeah. But yeah, the fucking Josh in, in Tarantula, man, like it's fucking dick. And like you said, it's always sending him out. Yeah. And, and then he's like trying to fuck up his chances with the lady. Yeah. And then you, hey, but he sends him out. And this is where the, uh, this is where Tarantula, we, we get started getting into the story, right? Is Josh sends him and he goes off to meet, I guess, the sheriff and her. They're checking out this dude's body, and Tarantula uses what it's like, other than the outdoor shots, I think it uses like three sets, maybe? It uses the house, it uses the hotel, and it uses that one fucking building where they go to see, like, the dead bodies, and, you know, he's, and I can't remember the name of the fucking disease. He's like, it looks like this, but it can't be this, because this takes years or whatever, and then the other scientist shows up, the one that's you know, been conducting these experiments, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's it. And then the sheriff is just immediately like, yeah, you thought you knew something, but this guy come and shut you down. Fuck you. You wanted to prove him wrong so badly. And the sheriff's a fucking dick. And that's a theme in Tarantula. There's a lot of dickheads in this movie. There is a lot of dickheads in this movie. The sheriff... Dr. Matt Hastings is fucking... He's he's awesome. Yeah. Although sometimes, you know, sometimes his uh, driver's side door gets a little jammed on his car, if you noticed. (laughs) Because you know how back in the day they would do this shit like we wouldn't notice or like it wouldn't be awkward where yeah. they'll get out of the passenger side car of the car whenever they park on the curb. Did you notice that shit? He I did, it did twice. not. Yeah, he did it twice. And I think that that's just what they used to do back in the day in older movies. But because um, I was thinking to myself, this guy's a pilot and a doctor and he can't get his door unjammed. <laughs> Yeah, I did not catch that. What I what I caught was, and in both movies, and apparently in like a lot of these movies, because I watched a thing from another world recently too. Yeah, it's it's almost like a cigarette commercial. Like it's constantly the main characters are always smoking. Then he offers it to the girl at one point, and she doesn't take it at first. And then later on, she's like, "I think I will take that cigarette now." Yeah, and it's just like, and I get it. You know, a lot more people smoked back then, or whatever. I just like three movies you watch, and it's like all of the main characters. It's just kind of whatever. It's yeah. just fucking chain smoking. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I like what you were saying with, uh, there's just a few scene, a few of the, uh, sets that they use. Cause doc, Dr. Matt is ping ponging between these locations. Mm-hmm. 45 fucking times in this movie, you know, like he doesn't sleep, but he's like every, just like, even whenever, like he has to go at one point, and then he goes back and does a couple of other things. And then he just goes back to like the doctor's lab just for fun to talk to the new hot chick. Like yeah. The, the, the new uh, assistant or whatever, you know, and uh, which she's a doctor, like she's from college or whatever. She's, she knows what she's doing. So she's might not technically be his assistant, but she's like maybe 
I don't know, protege or something like that. I'm not sure. But, um, but it's funny cause she goes there because of someone she knew went there and she has never fucking been seen or heard of again. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so she decides to go there and work for the same fucking guy. Like, I don't know. And now he's acting all weird about where his whereabouts are and shit. Like something's a little fishy here. Exactly. But yeah. So like you said, man, the, the fucking professor, you know, people are not, the people are disappearing and it's like. Okay, I know he came out here, and it's not like she's coming to investigate. She's just like, I want to be yeah. an assistant, also, even yeah, though this person she's disappeared. To her career. And, and the fucking the professor, man, like his character's inconsistent, right? Supposedly, yeah. he's trying to better better bang mankind, but he's also trying to keep everything fucking secret, and you know he's acting nefarious. Oh yeah, and, and then sure. at the end of the movie, you know, he kind of like. You know, or towards the end, you know, it's almost like, oh, hey, I realized the error of my ways or, or some shit. I don't know. It, but yeah, he his character was all over the place, it seemed like. And then he's talking about human trials at some point. But like your fucking colleagues and, and the way they make it seem is he injected them, right? Yeah. Because the one fucking tries to choke him in that yeah. scene when the tarantula gets out. But you have yeah. to, you, you're led to believe that he injected these people, which it turns out he didn't but just the way the movie presents it and i don't know what the payoff for that is because ultimately the movie's the end of the movie is about the tarantula and the doctor just dies in a scene but you like i said the whole first part of this movie the first you know 50 or 60 minutes or whatever is about this whole thing with the doctor and his colleagues and and we're trying to solve this murder mystery and did the doctor do it did the doctor not do it and then he like i said his character bounces around the isotope triggered our nutrient into a nightmare yeah, and it's like that's what we're focused on now, right? It's like we as the audience have seen this tarantula get out. Yeah. So we're like, okay, did the doctor do this shit on purpose? Was it an accident? What the fuck's going on? What's he actually trying to do? Why are there zombie mutant guys walking around? And you're curious on that. Well, Dr. Matt over there is is hauling ass trying to figure this out, right? Because he's also the police force, apparently. But um <laughs> Well, that's because I the, mean, sheriff, really, right? the sheriff doesn't more work. trust anything he says ever. And uh-uh. he, at one point, he's like, I'll call a doctor in from Phoenix or something like that. Next time I need yeah. a medical opinion. Yeah, because he, he, he says the fucking uh, disease. I was looking for it in my notes. I guess I never wrote it down. But it's some type of disease that you can get from a tarantula's venom. And it's like, whatever, right? But it, 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 it affects you over years. But this motherfucker being so big and advanced, it's affecting people a lot quicker. So it's like, it must be this. Oh, it can't be that because of such and such. And the fact that that fucking sheriff would be like, oh, no, I've done plenty of studies on tarantula-itis. I know that it takes 25 years for this to happen this quick. This has only been two days. I'm calling somebody in from Phoenix. You know, whatever. And even the uh, doctor says, this sounds crazy, and it can't be what this is, but it looks like this. And anyway, but it's really fucking funny, man, because he's running around trying to get it, and us as the audience, we're like, okay, well, we're going to try to figure out this mystery. But also, we're going to have to deal with this big-ass tarantula at the end of the movie, you know? And that's pretty much exactly how they lay it out. Well, and and the fucking, the cop dude, the sheriff, every time he talks to Dr. Matt, First off, he's condescending to him the whole time, but then he just laughs at his casual assholeism. You know, he's just like, 
He's like, oh, you're gonna, you trust my opinion this time or something like that? And I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, I didn't have anybody else to call or some shit, or I don't know. But he's just like, yeah. <laughs> Hastings, you dumbass. Or Hastings, yeah. however you pronounce it. It's like, it's man, like, I wouldn't fuck? fucking answer his call. Like, fuck you, man. Like, yeah, every like, turn, yeah, you were talking down to me. Exactly. You you couldn't fucking. I'm trying to help here. You're being a cock smoker. Right? And he's like, you couldn't control how fucking giddy you were. When you thought that the when you thought Professor Deem or Doctor Deemer was correct and I was wrong, like you were all yeah. in my face, like "fuck you, you idiot," and then yep. you insult me here, and then you insult me here. Like if anybody deserved to die in this movie, is the fucking sheriff. Yep. And yeah, man, it's funny as hell because uh, shit, they go through that. It's it's kind of funny because it it does get slow because it's like okay, it's like they have a MacGuffin or something. Yeah. You know, and it's like they're just going from one place and then finding a little bit more to go to another place. And they're just back and forth while this fucking spider grows. This seems like that's kind of like what they're doing here. And it it is it does keep your interest, but barely and sometimes not at all, you know, and then you'll come back into it. OK, cool. More of the stories unfolding. Let me pay attention now. And then, you know, whatever. But but yeah, like you're talking about helping the cops, finding out what the fuck's going on, what's going on with this professor. We get the the lady added to it, and now Steve, you know Matt, Stephanie Matt Clayton wants to bang. Yeah, Matt wants to bang, and then she's trying to further her career. And the way that they're handling these radioactive isotopes or whatever the fuck they got is ridiculous. Oh yeah, because dude, like they're in this little box that's open, but they're using these gloves half of the time to put them in places and move them around and shit. It's like yeah, you are not protected at all. You oh, might no. as well be pouring that shit in there with your mouth. Well, well did you notice? Like, so yeah, like you said, man, they're trying, they're acting like this shit's like super dangerous. And like at the beginning of the movie, when the doctor pulls it out, right, he's, he's got it in the box. He's got his gloves. He puts them in a needle and then he immediately pulls the, like the needle out and just squirts some up in the air you yeah. know, around his exposed skin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then later on when he's showing uh, Steve or Stephanie, because uh, she goes by Steve in the movie. Oh, but when, yeah, that's when right. He's, she does go by Steve. When he's showing Steve what they're doing, and he's like, oh, you got to be super careful. They just pick the box up and turn it fucking sideways. Yeah. Like, this shit should be pouring out. It's so crazy, man, because I forgot whenever you had said that. I forgot that he did that. It was so careful and contained. Did it and he twice. Comes out and does the thing that everybody does and squirts just a little bit out. It's like melting the fucking linoleum on the floor or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, you know? The way they treat it is like the alien blood and alien. Like, yeah. we got to be super careful. And then he's, he's just all like, fuck it. Let me squirt this shit everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. Man, and, it's just funny. And like you said, man, like, you, you got this murder mystery or whatever going on and yet there's still time for a date yeah i mean his ass he's like you know got all this shit going on he's got a lot on his plate and then he's like you know what fuck it that chick was hot it's my (laughs) day off i'm about to go holler at her and go and find out more bullshit about this case you know and it's just so funny because then they go on the date and it's at the rock right oh they stop no they they go to the park and they sit on a bench that has armrest on it. I've never seen a bench like that, like dividing armrest. Yeah. That, which can't be fucking comfortable, especially if you're trying to get close to somebody. Like, Matt's going to try to make his move, and his fucking armrest is going to be in the way. Yeah. He's going to be like, ah, oh, damn, I guess it wasn't meant to be. But on the drive home, they're talking about the rocks and the way they were formed. Like, you know, what caused it? Was it like this was all underwater? You can find seashells sometimes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
And so they're like, hey, let's stop and check these rocks out. And then the rock slide happens. Yeah, and, because yeah. of the fucking tarantula moving around up there. And Matt's just like, you know, sometimes these rocks shift. And he drops her off, and he's like, let me go back and investigate. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, he finds out, oh, shit. Cause he, cause, uh, or did the spider move for the moment? Did it move? I think it was gone at that point. Yeah, while he went there the second time, it was gone. And then he... Uh, yeah, because they were still trying to... back. Yeah, because it attacks the farm, and they find the... The shit on the ground that yeah. he scoops, they scoop up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is tarantula venom." And then it ends up, um, "Oh attack- yeah, the pools of venom." That's right. Yeah, because yeah. I remember they kept finding that shit after, like, around all the dead bodies throughout the film. Whenever they're getting new people to fuck with, they're uh, or new people to investigate their murders or whatever, they're always having these big pools of shit around them. Yeah, and all the while, like, this is happening. The fucking professor's still trying to, like, maintain it. He's getting mad at fucking Steve for, like, having Matt out there. Even though earlier, he's like, oh, yeah, Matt, I'll have you back in my house. I'll give you a tour. Yeah. Like, he's already seen the fucking lab. There's nothing else that's secret. Yep. Like, you don't you don't have, like, hidden doors and shit. We've seen that your house consists of this lab downstairs. Yeah. Right past the main rooms. rooms. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking, you know, and your lab's destroyed. It's like... There's nothing else to. I don't know what you're hiding from Matt at this point, but yeah, I did. I, and I looked it up after he talked about it. You know, when Doctor Demer was talking about he was trying to cure for hunger, and he said the population by the year 2000 would be three billion six hundred twenty-five million. I looked it up to see what the actual population was in the year 2000. Shit, it, what was it? Probably seven billion. Close. It was six point one one four billion. Oh, so okay. Doctor Demer didn't anticipate how much people were fucking. <laughs> Not at all. He was way off. Yeah, yeah, he needed to bump those numbers up for sure. But yeah, so it was a noble cause. I mean, he's trying to, you know, cure world hunger, blah, blah, blah. But he's just his text, test subjects. I mean, you got to you gotta rein that shit in some. And whenever they get to the point where they get dangerous, stop fucking injecting them. Right. Oh, and when the dude strangled him earlier, though, did you notice, like, his voice didn't match his body? Like, yeah. he had this big lumbering dude, and he sounds like uh, fucking Mike Tyson out there or something. Dr. Yeah. Demer! You son of a bitch! Ah! Yeah, exactly. Matt's office is at the hotel, right? Yeah. But apparently, all his calls go to Doctor Demers. Yeah. Every time he was there, he got a fucking phone call. Oh, dude, it's so crazy. Cause like he even got. Uh, hold on, is Professor is the Professor Demer Doctor yeah. Demer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My bad. That's where I was gonna go. He. I was. Th- I thought that you were talking about another location. But he is getting calls every fucking where in this town. Like he could be at the fucking pharmacy, and it's like, hey, Matt, phone for you. And he's like, hey, what's going on? It's so fucking crazy. I'll like, be right be a there. Small town doctor. Like that's what I want to do. I want to be that guy. He was. He ruled that town. Or he was everybody's fucking lap dog and just fucking had to answer at every beck and call. I mean, yeah, but I mean, when everybody calls on you, you're very well, important. You and I have different ideas of what's going to be fun then, because I just assume people not call. I'm you just wanna, talking about being a fucking important person. Like you want to be called like all the time. Fucking towel relies on you. Yeah, except your fucking secretary or clerk or whatever is a dickhead who's trying to fucking hit on the woman you're hitting on. Yeah. And then the sheriff treats you like shit at every turn and makes, yep. you know, degrading comments about you. Well, then, yeah, Matt seems like a nice guy, but he was casually throwing out some sexist jokes at one point. Oh, yeah. When he was talking to Steve. 
Yeah, it's like, dude, it's 1950s. You can tell for sure because that's just throwing out there like it's he's nothing. Like, you know? He's like, oh, you want to be a doctor? <laughs> yeah. Like, like good you, luck. Matt. But the, what's really funny about that is, though, is like the only other credit I could find on her, on Steve, was a former playmate. <laughs> I know. I saw that, too. I looked it up. Yeah. It's like, oh. Because I, I don't know any of these people, man. Like, I don't yeah. know any of these people. that I, They're way before my time. So I had to look up for everybody, you know, and the only thing I could find on her was that she was a former playmate. But, um... But it's funny because she did good. I thought, like for yeah. acting chops, like for back then, it, it's all a little weird to us now. But it seemed like she did a good job. I didn't well, think that they, she was out of her element or anything. You know, they had fucking Jack Arnold directing his bitch. You know, he was responsible for multiple classics. That's true. That's very true. Did you look and see what time it was before? How long the movie ran before the tarantula came back into play? Oh no. It was like 49 minutes before the I movie started. He was only in it for 30. Yeah. Before the movie started to focus like on that and is like, okay, you know, we're trying to solve these deaths, but now all of a sudden there's this new mystery going on. What the fuck is going on? And it wasn't, it wasn't like the tarantula was a known threat, right? They still had to solve that mystery as to what it was. And it wasn't until like the, what last 15 minutes or so is like, oh shit, there's a giant tarantula. Yeah, exactly. And and it's like, okay, there's a huge ass thing that we have to take care of. So they start thinking of things to do. You know what I mean? And they they try all kind of different things and their final solution, which should have been their first solution. The napalm drop napalm on him and fucking rockets and shit like that. And they finally do all that and defeat it. And that's what's so great about these older movies too, is this like once it's fucking over it's over. It's time to go home, people. Right. Because it's like that fucking spider exploded, and then it was just like, boom. Bam. Credits. Well, no credits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, that's it. It was fucking black screen. Like, okay, cool. They killed it. We're good. Now, do you know who the fighter pilot was that killed no. the tarantula? No. Well, I do. And it makes perfect sense. Well, was he like in Play Dude or something? He was... In this movie, for five goddamn seconds, and he saved the world from this tarantula. It's only fitting that it's fucking Clint Eastwood, one of his first movies. Oh, was oh, yep. Because you don't even all you see is his fucking eyes. Because the fighter pilots have the you know the uh, yeah yeah mask on. Well, you only see their eyes, but it's and he's, fucking Clint Eastwood, and he's got he's, a speaking role. He's in Return of the Creature, also, I think. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's been in a couple of Jack Arnold movies then, I guess. Um, so like once the tarantula comes into play, you know, it starts killing people. One thing that bugged me that I didn't care for was, and I guess it's a limitation of the special effects, because as much as I like the shots of the tarantula walking, the tarantula never actually interacted with anybody. Like you see this almost like a POV shot where the tarantula is coming down on him, but you see like the fangs, yeah. but you never actually see anything happen. And then it cuts away. Um, that kind of took away from it. But then when they're, and this stood out to me too, man, and this isn't like plot hole or special effect or anything like that. It's just, it's almost like, fuck you, Dr. Matt, you bastard. Is when they are setting up the dynamite on the road. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm going to take this car. You guys take my car if you can't get away. And then the motherfucker doesn't start. Yeah, no. And those dudes <laughs> die. Setting them up. So, 
this car that's been running him all over the fucking place yeah. all of a sudden doesn't want to start and then one time it needs to start and the one guy's like you're gonna flood it yeah yeah that's right back when you can flood cars right that's right yeah fucking like you said been going everywhere driving this dude back and forth then now when you hand it off to somebody else this motherfucker doesn't want to crank yep and almost and th- oh go ahead I was just going to say, and that's the whole deal, like going off of what you were saying, you know, like, yeah, I don't, I feel like I have an idea of where you're going to land at the end of this, because I know where the fuck I land and it seems like the clear choice. So I'm pretty sure we're landing in the same area or whatever. But, um, but the thing with Tarantula is you get this big monster that you were promised from the title of the film yeah, for 15 minutes, you know? Whenever with them, A, there's the mystery of what the fuck is them, you know, and then you start watching the movie, you find out, okay, it's ants, radioactive, blah, 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 yada, yada. And then you have a fucking series of important events that are happening and you, everybody's going to be on top of their shit for it to prevent, you know, the bad thing that happens. But, um, but yeah, so it's like for me, tarantula, which I'm not giving any ratings. I'm just saying like. Well, that's it. That's at the end of the episode. Uh, man, it's like they just they didn't use it nowhere near as much as they should have. You know, and it's, Tarantula's just living its best life until we attack it, really. Right? <laughs> it's just looking for fucking sugar. <laughs> it's fucking... And it's it's odd that they chose to go with the, the scientific experimentation when this is coming, like, after the atomic age or, like, you know, after we start, you know, because in stark contrast, yeah. I guess, to them, because the ants are caused by the nuclear bombs being des- detonated in the desert. Yeah. And then, like, Tarantula's like, nah, we're good, bro. We're going to do something else. We're going to have this doctor try to cure hunger by injecting rats and tarantulas for some reason. Yeah. Why not? You might as well just fucking inject a rattlesnake while you're at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fucking random. Yeah. It's, it was odd. Like, the test subjects that were chosen. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, man. The movie's called Tarantula, but it's not even the fucking focal part. And then it's honestly, it's a very small obstacle. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, the dynamite in the road didn't work. All right, guys, let's all ass back to town. Except for you two, you're going to drive my car, which isn't going to start, and you're going to die. But the rest of us are going to haul ass back to town. <laughs> exactly. And then we're going to blow this motherfucker up with napalm. And yeah. it's like, they weren't never in, the town wouldn't have even been in like real danger because. They could just be like, hey, guys, military's not going to be here just yet. Let's all jump in our cars and drive about a quarter of a mile this way. Yeah, I know. And it's funny because Matt Hastings called that fucking, called for that goddamn napalm strike. It's so funny. That's what I'm saying. He runs this fucking town. Oh, yeah. He's like, tell them to get napalm down here. The next thing you know, you got fucking fighter jets coming. Like, they, who said that? Okay, we don't <laughs> even need to verify that. If he said it needs to be done, it needs to be done. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it, it was it was an odd movie, and I think maybe I don't know maybe it's more fondly remembered than it deserves. Yeah, I guess I don't know, man. Um, let's uh, let's flip over and let's talk about them, and then we'll we'll hit our little comparisons at the end, and we'll get our ratings, and we'll decide which one we like best. Although I feel like the mystery is about to be let out of this. <laughs> yeah, I think, think, think the mystery is already let out. But uh, but yeah, man, I agree. Like, I mean, because these films are pretty pretty simple anyway. You know, even though we were talking about uh, them has more, you know, it's fiber. Well, 
it's like its diet. It's, it's still pretty simple, like a simple, yeah. You know, hey, but it's like problem. they have to solve it. They had a story for them, and they're like, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do." And you know, this is the story we're gonna tell, and it's gonna involve these giant ants. We've got a start, we got a middle, we've got an end, and it's gonna center around these fucking ants. And then it's like Tarantula is like, "Hey, we want to put a big spider in this movie." How do we do that? Yeah. I don't know. Every people just, are scared of spiders. Let's do a big spider yeah. movie. Pretty Let's much. just throw this fucking plot in about this scientist and his colleagues dying and totally fucking forget about it later on. And then the last yeah. 15 minutes, we'll have a spider coming towards the town. Sounds great. <laughs> people are going to love this shit. Yeah, exactly. Sounds fantastic. Here's all the money you need. Make the movie. And they only made $1.1 million off of Tarantula. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And I don't know what the hell their budget was on that one, but... uh. They didn't, which I know that 1.1 million is a lot in 55 or whatever the fuck it was. But, but yeah, that's, it seems like, cause that, I'm sure that that was some money doing the whole live tarantula photoshopping it. Photoshop was $500,000 for five minutes back then. Oh, man, if it's fucking Adobe. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's expensive now. Yeah, but like fucking them, and we talked about it before we decided to focus on Tarantula. We talked about the opening where you have the ant attack at the beginning, and then the cop dies, and you get the mute girl. And it's the one they didn't set. They didn't set Tarantula up for there to be a Tarantula to be acknowledged at any point. Like I said, until the end, and then it was, and only a handful of people knew about it, right? But in them, they set the ants up to be a threat at the very beginning of the movie, and they were, you know. It wasn't ever this thing where people were skeptical. Once they found out it was ants, giant ants, they're like, oh shit, we got to fucking solve for this. So let's figure something out. It wasn't like, oh man, giant ants don't exist. That's stupid. They're like, nope, we need to figure this out now before these motherfuckers are all over the United States. Exactly. And then that's what I was saying. I liked, man. They jump right in it. Yeah. And they treat it like a threat or whatever. Like we had talked about before the cops show up, they're doing, they're, they're, you know, answering a call and it's this little, uh, the first one's a trailer, right? It's just a little trailer, like a little, uh, yeah, it's like a camper. Yeah, like, yeah. A little camper trailer and it's completely destroyed. And then that's where they find the little girl, you know, it was an FBI agent that was on vacation. Yeah. An FBI agent that was on vacation. And the little girl gets brought back to the station while the other guy waits and then gets murdered. And, um, shit that's done and then the next the next thing was like the grocery store or something right the very next attack that they go because they get called immediately to another scene right yeah it's, the it's store yeah and it's market. Where, yeah the, the general store or whatever and they leave the they leave the cop there it's like they find him yeah. dead in the basement and he's got the bent up gun and the sugar and then yeah, you know, ben's okay, like, yeah that all happened at the the market that's right yeah ben's like hey somebody's gotta stay here in case these sugar bandits come back <laughs> Yeah. It's like, looks like you drew the short straw, Ed. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, Ben's all shook up about his partner's death, even though, you know, he inadvertently caused it. And then, you know, and then they call, they call the FBI and they're like, hey, you know, Ben, I know you're tired. And I know I told you to get some sleep, but go call the FBI. And then we get fucking Robert Graham showing up. And I didn't notice it. And I didn't think about it until after I read about the actor after the fact. Well, we talked about the fact that he's six seven. Yes. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, well, you know, he had a lot of scenes where he was sitting down. So when he, when the uh, other person comes in, like another scientist comes in, I think, oh, what's a scientist? But he goes to shake his hand and Dr. Graham goes to stand up. And he's like, oh, no, don't worry about standing up. 
and he just shakes his hand while he's sitting down. And then later on, when they're questioning, when he and um, Pat, you know, Doctor Medford's daughter, go to talk to the one of the guys, I think it's in L.A. When they're talking to him, yeah, because they they're do a lot of a big traveling. Yeah, and it's and it's the one where they're talking to him, and people think he's crazy because he saw like you know flying saucers that looked like yeah. ants. And in that scene, Graham sitting down also, yeah, and he's just right. like he's casually smoking a cigarette, but he never stands up until later on. And I feel yeah. like they were trying to hide the fact that this motherfucker was towering over people like Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, really? But yeah, it's so crazy because uh, what the hell was that guy that saw that? He was he a, a, a army worker? No, I thought the guy that, that saw him was like, saw, or was I, it just like a? I thought he was like a farmer or something. He was like uh, flying over his crops. Yeah, like crop duster or something like yeah. that. Okay. But yeah, it's funny because he was like, look, man, I'm not crazy, yada, yada. And then he's like, I know you're not crazy. Whatever. He goes up to the doctor like, and he's like, hey, look, don't release him. Yeah. You know, don't say anything until we tell you it's okay. Keep him here. Whatever. He's not crazy, but don't release his ass. I know. And yeah. And they play hush hush with it for a little while. But then at the end of the movie, they're like, hey, LA, you got fucking giant ants. So yeah, you got a problem. Martial law. But yeah, man, it's funny because then they call in this fucking scientist, right? Mm -hmm. After they talk to that guy and they're kind of piecing a couple things together, they get this scientist in, this ant scientist. And he is so goddamn strange, man. He really is. It's so funny. He is a character for sure. Oh, yeah. I loved him, man. He reminded me of Dr. Loomis. Yeah, I know, right? He's got that. (laughs) He might be a little psychotic in there. Right. So you gotta love it. We may be witnesses to a biblical prophecy come true, and thus will be destruction and darkness come up in creation, and the beast shall reign over the earth. I, I didn't. I did, we didn't mention it when we were talking about tarantula. But one thing that both movies had another similarity they both had is they had an educational video about the ants and about the tarantula. He was like, "Yeah." And tarantula are like, "Hey, maybe this video will help. Watch this." And then Doctor Medford's like, "Hey." Here's a video about fucking ants. Let's watch it. Yeah, I know, right? And it's so funny because, uh, shit. It's, uh, yeah, dude. I was thinking that that was him. This, uh, Dr. Medford is, uh, the Santa Claus in Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Because that's like one of the only, the only guy I even recognized. There was one other guy in there I recognized, but, uh, but he was the main one I recognized. Well, I guess if we watched Gunsmoke we would have recognized James Arness. Yeah, I've never been a big Western show fan, so I wouldn't have noticed that. But and 20 yeah. years, so I know, I know that that's a big show. So It was like 600 and something episodes and then movies that came after it. Yeah. But yeah, once they bring that doctor fella in, he's like, look, ant science is ant science. There's going to be a colony. You got to find it and you got to destroy the queen and all of its eggs. Right. Which is the exact opposite of what happens in movies now, where even when they bring like a scientist in or something, they all want to be skeptical. Well, this can't be it. There's no possible way. This dude's like, yeah, no, I've seen these footprints before smaller scale. But these are ants. Yep. These are ants, and this is how they work. This is the problem you're about to have. Because he was, he told him to him straight up. He's like, "Look, if these ants spread, they will populate the earth in like a very short amount of time. Was it like months or weeks? A year, or, shit, or a couple of years? It's like a okay. year, and they would fucking overrun. 
Yeah, so it was like they had to fucking get it now or they would lose. So they haul ass and they go to that first colony. And yeah. they go and they think that they get it and it's a big old fight. And then they're like, oh shit. <laughs> well, like a couple got away. What, like three of them got away or something? It was two queens and I think some males. Yeah. What I like to, um, or whatever, always a couple things is at one point when they're flying the planes, right? One of them has a general flying. Yeah. They're like, general, take us over there. Like, it's like, why the fuck is the general flying this goddamn plane? Right? What happens if that plane crashes and we lose like part of the chain of command? Like, there's I not know, another right? fucking pilot. But then when they get down there, they start, you know, they come up with a plan to hit it with phosphorus to keep the surface hot. And then they're going to drop yeah. cyanide into the tunnels. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking Ben and, and uh, Robert Graham. They're involved in that process. It's like, you don't have military dudes to do this? Yeah, no, right? It's like, holy shit, are they volunteering for all of this? Like, you're you're already right in the middle of it. You don't have to do every part and risk your fucking life every step of the way. They do the fucking, like, the grunt work. They do the detective work. At the end, yeah. they're leading the charge into the fucking storm drains. Yeah, I know, right? Like They are there for every bit of it. I like that they went into the tunnels. I thought that was neat. Yeah, it's like, all right, we're going into this fucking ant colony. Yeah, that was really cool. And it's funny because that was very suspenseful because uh, yeah. you, you don't know where they're going to be cornered. And and that was the whole deal. Like, they, they killed the first colony. They found out that a couple escaped, so they started paying attention to their uh, news about crazy shit in the area, going off the wind wind across the United States to see what which direction they would go because they're big ants to go colonize. So they found out, and it's fucking funny because in that scene, um, I'm gonna actually have to like look. I was wanting to see um, what all it said, but it's really fucking funny because they show this fucking room, and it says like monitor all news for, and it's this military thing. It says monitor all news for kidnappings, missing persons, unsolved murders. Alleged suicides, migrations of wildlife, thefts of sugar syrup sweets, <laughs> or, or, you know, I, I read that fucked up, but thefts of sugar yeah. syrups and sweeps, like with commas and shit. And then the last one, number six said, strange phenomenon as flying saucers, strange odors, high pitched sounds, unnatural things alive or dead. This is a big ass sign that they've put up because it's obviously talking about like, Hey, look, if you hear any of this shit, this could possibly be the ants. We need to be whatever. But fun fact, <clears throat> Leonard Nimoy, whenever there's a little fucking transmission comes through on a piece of paper and it's Leonard yeah. Nimoy is the one that gets that paper and walks it to the chick and talks. So Leonard Nimoy makes a fucking two second you know, little spot in this movie. I don't know how early it is for his career, but I was yeah. like, holy shit, that was Spock. Yeah, I saw that but, when I was uh, doing some research on it. And it was like, oh, Leonard yeah. Nimoy's in here too. Pretty interesting. But yeah, so then they fucking end up following it to LA, like Bone was saying. And then uh, they're in the in the tunnels and shit. And like, that is pretty intense because it's like, okay. And then there was missing kids or some shit. Some yeah. Some kids were missing there. there was That's a, what led that, them to that spot. Yeah, there was a family, and it was a, a dad and his two children, and they were going to be flying. Uh, yeah. Was it it's like a radio-controlled plane or something, I think? 
right? It was something like that because then they ended up finding. They were like, "Hey, we found the plane." Yeah, and then they were looking for the people. When I I wasn't even talking about just like the tunnels in L.A. I liked it when they did the t- when they rappelled into the tunnels like in New Mexico. Also, just like it gave like it stayed on course, right? And it's like okay, we got to verify. Obviously, it was to to further the plot and be like, "Oh shit, you know, two queens got away." But yeah. it was something that Tarantula didn't do. Because once again, you know, Tarantula just had you trying to figure out what the fuck happened in his dude's partners after they got injected yeah. with, you know, giant formula. Which, and then you can talk about that. Like, so we're going to, I'm going to backtrack to this thing about Tarantula real quick and then we'll come back to them. But the fucking serum in Tarantula made everything giant except for humans. Because at the end of that movie, man, that fucking Dr. Deemer. Looked like fucking sloth off of Goonies. Like half his face had drooped all the way down. His eyes had become offset. Yeah. It's like not for human consumption for sure. Obviously like anything not. else you reject that shit into, it's going to work perfectly. But you put it in a human, it's turning them into fucking Frankenstein. No shit. But yeah, you know, they the ants get out and it's like, okay, we got to find these motherfuckers. And then at this part of the movie, you get some detective work. Yeah. Which didn't bother me. I liked it. I thought it moved the movie and moved the movie along and further the plot. It wasn't just like, oh, we know where they're at. Let's go. It's like, no, we got to figure this out. Yep. And then they, you know, they talk to the guy that saw the flying saucers. They end up in LA talking to the other person that's seen ants. And then they find out about the missing children and the person that turned up dead, the father that turned up dead. And they determined that they're in these tunnels. And it's at this point, because at this point they'd been secretive up to this point. They hadn't let anybody know just yet. Like, people are like, ah, what are you having these top secret meetings for at 3 a.m.? And then they're like, hey, guys, we got to let you know, don't fucking come out of your houses, whatever. There's giant ants. We got a military operation going on, but stay the fuck inside and pray to God you don't have any sugar in your house. Yeah, get rid of all your sugar. Bring your sugar to the neighbor that you don't like. And then they set up this, they set up this fucking military operation. Once again, like that involves local, well, not even local police at this point, because Ben's just out of his jurisdiction. Yeah. He's, he's just like fucking he's along for a ride. He's just along. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, he just stays throughout. It's at like, least, dude, at least you, you're, you don't have to come. He's like, I oh, know I'm fine. I so say at least Graham is, you know, FBI and you can see like Graham and Pat Medford, like building this, like, I guess, relationship. Through yeah. their detective adventures together, but at least they didn't stop to have a fucking date in the middle of the movie. Yeah, no, right? They're, yeah, like you said, they're building a relationship or whatever from just being around each other trying to figure out this crisis. And it's not like, hey, it's my day off. You know, fuck it. I'm not worried about it. Let's go hang out by some rocks. There might be <laughs> some she- seashells. Right. And yeah. <laughs> so they set up this fucking military operation. And once again, man, fucking. Graham and Ben are on the front lines. They're like, yep. no. And and one guy brings up a point, too, before they go in, though. He's like, why are we doing all this for two people? And they're just like, well, how about you go tell her that? And then he looks over there, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be that dude. Fuck it. Let's risk the safety of the world. So why don't I have to tell this woman, like, hey, we're sorry, but your two children are going to be considered expendable. Yeah, it's collateral damage. Yeah. Like, it's just funny because it's like, yeah, I know. It's like, hold on, let's go in here and get these two kids. Which, I mean, hey, they got to try to save life and all that. But we're looking at a world ending. Dude, if anybody told me that we had a crisis happening that was going to be world ending within a year, 
that's something to take a little serious. That's not like, uh, look, let's napalm them motherfuckers. We can end that crisis right now. Sorry for your kids. <laughs> Tell them to run because the fire is coming. Because didn't they talk? Didn't they suggest napalm for them too in that movie? Um, uh, I think I don't they, think they ended up killing them with napalm. No, I think, I think for the first for the first mound, I think they did. They, they talked about using explosives. And oh know, yeah, but then they stopped like, because it was destroying what they needed to know, like with the queen, you know, larvae and shit. Well, that I think there was a chance that shit like, would get away. Yeah. And they had to plan, like, the cyanide to do it. And yeah, then, they needed to kill it to where they could count what all was there and make sure they got everything instead of it burning up and them not being 100% sure. Oh, fuck, I can't even remember. Like, did they use the cyanide in the L.A. tunnels? Uh, I believe so. Actually, no. I think that at that point they knew that that was the last of them, so they just killed the fuck out of them, I think. They went in there with fucking flamethrowers. Yeah, they and, just went and killed the shit out of them because they knew that that was all of them and there wasn't anything. Oh, else that's right. They, could, they couldn't use cyanide to begin with anyways because the children were in there and they were yeah, trying to save them. Yeah, that's right. They couldn't pump that shit in there. So, yeah, they go, Ben and all that. They're all going in their fucking Jeeps and shit and Ben, you know, finds them and goes in and saves them like a hero. And, you know, he's burning the fucking shit ass mans and then just decides to take his fucking flamethrower off. Yeah, I know, right? And it's funny because, like, he, I know that he gets fucking crushed by some rocks after he saves the kids. He saves the kids and then he gets fucked. It's like, because you just say Ben took his fire, flame flower off, right? Yeah, he gets, he gets, yeah. the ant kills him because he grabs him and crushes yeah. him. Yeah, crushes the fuck out of him. Yeah, because he, like, he's up against the rocks and then the fucking thing crushes the shit out of him with his fucking claws and then, like, yeah, he's fucked. It's like, so man, the short you, stick. You could have boosted the children up with your flames are on, turned around and check your ass, you know, and then once you knew you was clear. But no, you're like, let me take this flamethrower off, boost these children up, and then when it ants right there, I can't do anything because I set my flamethrower down. Yep. And just get fucking crushed the fuck up. And I guess somebody had to die, because I mean for the most part the movie has a low body count. And I think it's lower yeah, than it really tarantula, does. right? Because the tarantula we see visually kill, or I say visually, we know it kills at least three people, four people. Yeah. Because it gets Deemer, it gets the farmer, and it gets the two guys that Hastings fucks with his uh, faulty car. Yeah. The ants get, we know after they're discovered, because I'm not going to count the deaths that happened before, like the FBI agent and the guy at the store. Yeah. It was Ed, and it was Ben, right? When I guess. It wasn't much. And then the uh, the father of the two children, but once again, off screen, you know, you didn't see it happen. So it was a low body count. So I guess somebody had to go, and it couldn't be couldn't be Robert Graham. He's six seven. Yeah. But there was a point where I thought he was going to die too when he got trapped at the end, and it's like, yeah. oh shit, both of these dudes are about to go down. Like after they fucking save these children, both these guys are about to die, and the Medfords are going to be the only people to survive. But they very quickly dig out that tunnel after he gets in there. And once again, I feel like they did that just so he could be there by himself because he's six seven and they didn't want him standing next to people that were much shorter than him. Yeah, maybe that makes sense. Because yeah, six seven is tall as fuck. It would look odd up against a five foot nothing actress. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, man, fucking. But yeah, and, but they save the day. Of course they do. You know. And and. I, the one thing that I'd like to, after they saved the day, because uh, like you said, tarantula, man, it was like, oh, the tarantula's dead? Done. 
oh, it was over. Like it literally faded out over the street with the tarantula on fire. Yeah. You know Here, I mean? it was like, okay, th- we're good. We've destroyed all the ants. And Dr. Medford's like, oh, man, what kind of horrors has the atomic age unleashed on us? Like, we may never know for some shit. It's like, yeah. oh, man, so you're saying there's a possibility that even though we killed these? Yeah, seriously, it's like, damn, dude, you do know the horrors it could produce. You just fucking had a hell of an ordeal for the past few weeks. Like, you need to immediately be back out in New Mexico bombing the fuck out of it in case those rattlesnakes are getting mutated, in case those scorpions are getting mutated. We got lucky this time. Production on napalm immediately. Right? We got lucky this time it was ants. Yeah. They were just after our sugar supply. Yeah, if it was praying mantises, we'd be all <laughs> fucked. Right? I had uh, a couple notes about them also that I was going to put out. Well, I was going to say, I don't think either of these movies could be made now. They could be made, obviously. But I don't think, especially them. Like Tarantula, there's a chance you could make that movie just because you could cut out that whole unnecessary first part and focus more on the spider. But with yeah. them, if you tried to make that movie now, and this isn't a knock on anybody that likes these actors or the actors themselves. They've been in some movies I like, but they have a very specific type they make now. That shit would star like The Rock and Jason Statham. Yeah. Of course, neither of them would die. They would They would probably end up in one-on-one fights with the ants, but it wouldn't be fucking Side Night that went into the tunnels. That would be some Michael Bay fucking explosions going on. And then when they went into the L.A. tunnel, here's how I imagine it in my head is instead of them killing all the ants inside and being like, okay, cool, we got them all, that would be like, man, we've got the children, we're in a fucking Jeep and we're racing away, we've set off these bombs, and either there's like, obviously there's going to be ants chasing the Jeep as they try to escape, but it's either going to be like the tunnels are flooding behind them or they're filling up with fire, and then the Jeep comes out at the last second. You know, and they make it, and you see like the ants burning up and the, all their CGI glory or some shit like that. Because it wouldn't be practical effects either. It'd be all CGI. And the ants did look kind of goofy in scenes, but I imagine for 1955, it was great. Yeah. Because you actually see, unlike the tarantula, you see the ants fucking kill people. Not a whole lot of people, but you see it. But yeah, I just imagine like if they tried to remake that movie, that's what we would get stuck with. It's like some CGI snooze fest with a bunch of explosions. Yeah. yeah and one liners. Today, nowadays, everything has to be barely making it, barely living, barely getting out of that building, barely getting out of that tunnel, whatever the fuck it is. It's all real close. That is what's nice to look back at some of these older movies and see that it's not, it wasn't like that. I mean, they lived, but they fought their ass off, but it wasn't by the skin of their teeth and this, yeah. that, and the other. They knew what they needed to do and they took care of it. But that, th- them, I enjoyed the fuck out of them. For oh, yeah, I did too. A fucking 70 year old movie or whatever the fuck it is. Like, it surprised me, you know, because I was like, I haven't watched too many of the older shit. So it is what it is. Went in with an open mind and I enjoyed them. Tarantula was like, you know, hey, I enjoyed it, whatever, but I'm not ever going to watch that again. I would actually watch them again. You know? Yeah. And I'd watched, and before we had done this episode, I'd actually bought them and watched it. And, you know, that's why I was kind of like, hey, let's do this episode. And I wanted to see Tarantula. Um, but I'm like, you, you know, comparing the two movies side by side, it's really no comparison for me. You know, them's the better movie. 
And it was, and a large part of it is the fact that it was about the ants. It was never not about the ants. They yep. represented a global threat. They were treated as a threat. And it was a fucking, like, the entire movie was like, how do we stop this threat? Tarantula yep. was like, oh, shit. This tarantula showed up at the end of the movie. Hey, Jack, can you fly some napalm over here? Yeah, this is Dr. Yeah, Hastings. Yeah, yeah, I gave the go-ahead. Yeah, we'll be there right in a minute, sir. <laughs> yeah. And it, and the spider was immediately dead, and that was it. And you were like, okay, cool. And even after they fucking wiped out the ants, it was still like an ominous ending, because Medford's like, yeah, this may just be the beginning. Like, yeah. we may be fucked. Exactly. So, let's go tarantula first. What would you give it? On a, uh, a rating situation? Yeah, one to five. Uh, probably a two. I'd probably give it a two. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Um, I was going to give it a three. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was it was still enjoyable. Damn. You know what it's got like on Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes goes one to 100, right? Yeah. Uh, 45. No, it's like a 91 or a 92. Whoa, Tarantula? Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, so maybe we're the only two people that didn't enjoy it as much as everybody else. I mean, look, I can give it as props and shit. I can, I mean, for fifty-five, it's great, or whatever fucking year it was, it's amazing. But for this episode, it's comparing well, it to them. Yeah, it looks them good. Does does a lot better. Yeah, and them was released a year before, and I'm like you, I, you know, them was as far superior. So Daniel gives Tarantula two out of four. I give or two out of five. I give it a three out of five. We've already pretty much told you that we prefer them over tarantula. So let's get into our ratings for them. What do you got for it? For them? I'll give it a three. Because my thing is, is like the way that I look, I look at rating a whole lot different than other people do. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it's like, look, I would watch that movie again. I could see myself watching them twice more before the end of Daniel. You know what I mean? Like, I could see that. Tarantula, don't think I'm ever going to watch that again. I've seen it before, whatever, you know? Yeah. But it's not, a, a level five movie is something I probably watch every year. You know, a level four movie, something I'm like, man, I ain't seen that in a while. I need to watch that. A yeah. level three, I could see myself watching it a couple more times, a few more times, whatever. But um, but anyway, but yeah, man, like I said, it's just literally the only thing that I can think of that Tarantula had over them was the actual effect of having a real tarantula versus an effect of a real uh, ant. And, and then, and them was the first big bug feature. So they're the first to do it. You know, they were, they, they're the ones that laid the groundwork. So yeah, they're going to be a little bit behind in some shit. So, but that's it. For the most I, part, them is where it's at. I gave them a five out of five. A five out of five? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. Like, this is a movie I'd I watch. Mean, hey, like I said, it's a good movie. Yeah, I'd watch it. I mean, and I will watch it a lot. You know, like, I watched it. Obviously, like we talked about, I watched it. And I'm like, hey, let's do an episode on this. And then I rewatched it. It's, like I said, I enjoy the movie. Like, everything about it. And I I like the way the movie was made. I like the way it was structured. And it, and I have it in my notes. Like when you watch this movie, you're like, man, I wish they made movies like this still. Yeah. Where you could watch a movie about a bug or something and it not be drugged down by 
trying to be hip or trying to uh, placate the ego of some big star. Yeah, you're just yeah. telling a fucking story. Yeah, like you said, you couldn't make this movie. You could make it low budget, probably. But like I'm, what I'm saying, because this wasn't, and this wasn't like this was. These movies were made by like big studios, right? Financial yeah. was made by Universal. Um, I can't remember which studio made them, but these were these were big movies, right? These would be like tentpole movies now, and you you couldn't make this. Like I said, it would if you tried to make this now, it would have like a Jason Statham or The Rock or something like that, and it would be like their contracts that they have to land like 35 punches on the ants or some shit like yeah. whatever ridiculous shit they had in like their Hobbs versus Shaw movie where Jason has to land as many shots on the rock. The rock has to land, you know, because neither of them can look bad because we can't have vulnerability in our lead characters. Yeah. And so, and then plus, like I said, it would just be a fucking special effects, like extravaganza, you know, instead of focusing on whatever. And yeah, honestly too, it'd probably be like, we have to deny the existence of these ants for the entirety of the movie and act like it's not a real threat, blah, 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 whatever. I just don't, I wouldn't have the faith in somebody to make this type of movie and not even like a remake. I'm just talking about this type of movie period. If it was made by a bigger studio and then I don't, you know, honestly, just when you see the viewing habits of people, I don't have faith that people would watch it anyways. I don't know how many, I don't know how many people, would go back and watch a movie like this now. I mean, obviously you're going to have people that love cinema that would watch it and they're going to be like us. They're going to enjoy it. And you yeah. know, there, there might be people like you who's going to be like, Hey, it's a three out of five. I could watch this two, two or three more times. And there's going to be people like me that would be like, man, it's a five out of five. And I'm going to watch this shit all the time. It sucks because I'd love for this type of movie to be made again. And that's why I was excited. You know, whether you liked it or didn't like it, I'm glad that a movie like Pacific Rim got made yeah. with, giant robots fighting giant monsters just because we need those types of movies otherwise all of our movies are the same all of our movies are going to be fast and furious ripoffs or they're going to be like when we they had that phase in horror where everything was like a saw ripoff you know we got stuck with fucking you know the 35 saw movies the hostels and whatever else it was like the torture porn type movies and yeah you need New shit to come along, and, and I'd love for a movie like this to be made nowadays. That was really good, at least on the scale it would need to be made. Because this would be a big scale, like this would be like a larger scale movie. Yep, because just like what we just talked about with fucking Tarantula being three sets, and then fucking them actually going and you seeing a whole lot more, them blew it out of the water. Yeah. So if you did it, if you try to do it on a small, a small budget movie. It would come out looking bad. You would have to, like you said, it would have to be a larger scale yeah, for it to even try to do what it did. And there's a place. The world's ready for that. Yeah, probably not. And there's a place for, and we're, and we're not against low budget movies because there's a lot of low budget movies we like. Um, oh, yeah. There's a place for it. And there's certain types of stories that can be told in them. But this, this type of movie would require something larger. Uh, yeah. So obviously on this versus episode them is the winner i think it's a clear choice yeah like i said watching the two well, them yeah. is definitely on top and before we i guess cut off i'll say one other thing that i liked about them as opposed to tarantula i thought the giant spider was cool but one it was just one giant spider yeah and that's that's a problem easily solved the ants only got to be like between 8 to 15 feet yeah 
So they were big enough to be a major fucking problem, but they were small enough to still be like, man, where are these fuckers hiding? Yeah. And I thought, and then obviously you end up with a lot of them and it's like, oh shit. So I thought that part worked out a lot better for it too. Yeah. A lot of them quickly. Yeah. I, you know, and maybe a giant spider movie isn't the way to go. Maybe movies more like arachnophobia are the way to go. Where it's just all these spiders fucking killing people. But anyways. Because that shit's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, we should talk about that sometime. Yeah. I mean, like really, really, really think about it. What's more scary or what's scarier? You know, one big ass tarantula that you can see coming from a fucking mile away or a million little fucking spiders that are all over you and and, everywhere. And every one of them is fucking lethal. Yeah. No, like every one of them fucking is poisonous. Yeah. All right, man. So that's going to be it for this one. You got anything else before we cut out? Uh, no, man. Uh, enjoyed watching these movies. Like I said, I liked going back to the black and white era. I liked uh, bringing it back a few decades, but it was good. All right. So the next one can't wait for Josh to show back up. Yeah, definitely. I do. uh, And we do prefer doing like three people and it was unfortunate. We couldn't have Josh here. We want to make sure we have content out there. So we'll get him back for the next one. Next episode will feature Josh and we will be talking about 1994. Oh, yeah. The year in review. So just remember, you said you don't have a problem with these black and white movies. So when I bring it back around again, I'm like, hey, let's watch Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, it's funny, man, because I figured that we'd probably do like Frankenstein, something like that. You know, some of the older classics. So I'd be down for that. All right. You're not like, look, man, there's this, this, this random ass fucking old ass movie from the 20s that has nothing to do with anything it's like wait what the fuck we you know what i want to you know what i want to take a look at too at some point if y'all if you guys are up for it is the two blob movies well there's three blob movies because i think there's a sequel to the original blob but i'm talking about the original blob and obviously the one made in the 80s yeah like i did enjoy those i've seen both of those anyways that's it we appreciate you listening sure do Details for all of our uh, contact information, you know, so forth and so on, will be in the episode description. Also, check out the website. We do have new content on there, and we're going to try to have a steady stream of content. You know, feel free to interact. Um, And you can do that on, if you don't want to do that on the website, you can obviously still do that on Instagram and Facebook. But, you know, hit us with your thoughts. Check out our top five list. Tell us your thoughts on it, you know, what you think. But we appreciate you listening, and until next time. All right. Y'all take care.